the whole Alice fiasco hit me incredibly hard. That's something I can never deny nor shirk away from. Regardless of what I said to Claire in those messages, no one could ever say I wasn't committed or didn't love Alice unconditionally. But in doing so, I was left open and emotionally vulnerable. How have things got to this point? Alone again? Well, you've only got yourself to blame, Liam, so... I'd swore I'd never allow myself to get swept up again. And if I did, it would have to be the last time. A staying together forever kind of thing. However, it's true when they say you can't choose who you fall in love with. And I really should have known better. But was pushing the self-destruct button because you weren't getting your way such a good idea, though? Yeah. I, I don't know. But I do feel it was something I needed to go through. Alice's situation aside, I can admit I'd become rather obnoxious and arrogant as of late, albeit playfully most of the time. But I was obnoxious and arrogant all the same. So it was inevitable at some point that I'd be taken down a peg or two. It didn't help that I was never one to do things in small measures either. And without any sort of guidance from those I deemed close to me, I had to learn to be self-reliant again. But how does someone who thrives off human interaction and attention start over and learn to be happy with oneself? It wasn't a walk in the park, by any stretch. And I have wondered if I suffered from depression for a while. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to see anyone, and you don't take care of yourself. That love and lease for life all but disappeared. And there were times I mused whether anyone would care or miss me if I took matters into my own hands, and things came to an unfortunate and untimely end. You'd be forgiven for calling me dramatic, but realize I never saw an end to being a social outcast and pariah. Nor did I feel I had enough about me to pull through, without something else suffering as a result. The end to my relationship with Alice was a part of that. But the backlash and loneliness that proceeded afterwards played a bigger part in my mental and physical demise. When I was left feeling in total despair, and no will to fight on. Ending things seem like the only viable solution. And believe me, it's not something I like to admit either. I was never one to have suicidal tendencies, so the fact it was even a consideration made me realise I was really messed up. No matter how sad and broken I felt, I knew I had to pull myself together and stop being selfish. No matter how self-loathing I'd become, I hadn't lost my proudness. As if I wasn't talked about enough for the wrong reasons, the last thing I wanted was to make it worse with rash, impulsive decisions.
I can't tell you what made me turn the corner and start looking after myself again. But I figure my brief fling with Samantha may have helped, even if it was sex that was meaningless and left me feeling dirty. I also think living with Grace and her friends whipped me into shape too, because I was sure they wanted nothing more than to have something to say to Alice. Pissed off and moody around them I could manage, but upset and tearful was out of the question. I wouldn't allow myself to give them the satisfaction, but it took some time to put into practice, because just when I thought I was moving on, something, anything, would send me crashing back to earth with a bump. For a while, just a mention of Alice's name was enough to derail me. So I deleted and removed everything from my daily routine that reminded me of her. It was quite drastic, but without any real self-control, I knew it had to be done. I stopped listening to certain music. Going to certain places. Watching certain things. And even eating certain foods. But as extreme as it may have been, it ultimately helped. I also took working at Porto Lounge more seriously, working harder than ever before. And soon I was doing a lot better with hiding my hurt and disappointment. A day didn't pass when I didn't think about her or hope that by some miracle or divine intervention, things would change between us. But the fact remained, we still no longer talked. That was a problem for me. And even after sleeping with Samantha and the blowback I received after that, I still threw caution to the wind, followed some very bad advice and decided to go and visit Alice at work over the summer. There was no ulterior motive. I didn't expect something from a ridiculous romantic comedy. I just wanted to touch base with her, let her know that I still had her in my thoughts, as if the scores of previously sent texts and letters weren't enough. I'd given her the space she wanted. I never had the chance to really discuss what happened. And without any attempts to at least touch base with each other, I was left with no closure. She gave me no acknowledgments or any indication how she was feeling. So what choice did I have but to take matters into my own hands? So, as I stood and watched her whilst I tried to pluck up the courage to go over and talk to her, I was slightly disappointed to see that she looked well. The best part of three months had passed, and considering how out of sorts I'd been, 
and how noticeably I wasn't myself. It wasn't I who had been lied to or hurt the most. I really expected Alice to at least show some signs of visible distress or sadness, but there was nothing. No fleeting look into the distance, no puffy eyes, no daydream, nothing whatsoever. She looked good, really good in fact, better than I'd actually ever seen her before, which I figured was because I hadn't actually seen her for a while, rather than the actual reason, which was she was doing much better without me. I watched her potter around for a bit, urging myself to just step up to her and say hello. But once I'd seen her again, the realisation and timing didn't sit well with me. And I would have walked away had she not looked up and around at me, the smile disappearing from her face almost immediately. At that split second, whilst our eyes locked, I had to quickly decide if I ought to stay and go through with what I'd planned, or pretend being stood in a female clothes section, staring, was a massive coincidence, and just leave. I chose the former, which you can tell was the wrong decision. Okay, here goes. I obviously hadn't expected to have a full-blown conversation on the shop floor with her. But she was right. I shouldn't have turned up like that. Especially after so long. Thank you for coming to see me, Liam. She said straight-faced, after we'd exchanged pleasantries back and forth. But I need to go back to work and I, I don't really have anything else to say to you anymore. Okay, no worries. Take care of yourself, yeah? As I made my way home, I mulled things over and was at least a little content with how the impromptu meeting had panned out. So things hadn't exactly gone as planned. But after a rough few months, I'd felt like I'd taken a step in the right direction, reconciling with Alice. Yes, she didn't have anything to say to me at the moment in time. But I knew Alice. She'd recognised my reaching out as a gesture of goodwill. See that I was trying to make amends. And perhaps in time, we could work on salvaging some remnants of our friendship, let alone anything else. But I really didn't know her at all. And it was all wishful thinking, because I'd been home less than five minutes before Grace waddled into my room, demanding to talk, and subsequently told me that Alice was incredibly pissed off. I turned up unannounced. Oh, flipping hell, I see news travels fast. I said dismissively, trying to show as little interest in the matter as possible. There's no need to be like that, Liam. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, all right, well, thanks, but I was just passing, yeah? Didn't realise it was that big a deal, to be honest. But don't worry, I won't be doing so again, yeah? 
wouldn't want to give you like something else to talk about now, would I? I said, squeezing past her and ending the conversation in the process. I could see my tone hurt her, but I was sick of the bad press and a really pathetic attempt at Chinese whispers. On reflection, I shouldn't have spoken to and dealt with her like that. And as bad as things were between Grace and I, I ought to have been the bigger person. She didn't have to inform me she knew. And had she not, I most certainly would have deluded myself into thinking things between Alice and I were improving. It was that total overreaction on Alice's part and the embarrassment of it all that made me act out and pushed me over the edge and into the arms of all of those who followed afterwards. A simple gesture of good faith towards someone who claimed to love me months before had been turned and twisted, making me out to be some kind of stalker, an opinion that couldn't have been further from the truth. But it didn't matter because people were going to believe what they wanted and no amount of denial or explaining from me would change that. I just had to move on. I figured the less attention I gave the bullshit and the more interest I showed in others, then I was more than likely to move on a lot quicker. It's not easy fake flirting when you really don't want to. And after all the years of perfecting and honing the craft, I believed I'd have no problem carrying on where I left off. But every time I attempted to even talk to a female, a shitload of guilt swept over me. And I would say or do something which would unintentionally kill the conversation and left me wondering what went wrong again and again. The fact I came up short, was rejected or unsuccessful was never a problem. They were things that I'd experienced more than enough. But once I'd set my mind on moving on, I wanted nothing more than to do so. And the fact I couldn't, in any way, shape or form after Alice and Samantha, really wore me down. Oh, flipping hell, man. And not catch a break right now. Shit. Alright, go again. The first few weeks of this new regime were tough. And a couple of times I relapsed making stupid, impulsive decisions because I wasn't getting my way. For example, when I decided I couldn't take living in Bristol anymore, I made plans to drop out of uni altogether, get a visa and move to Canada. <gasps> it wasn't a pipe dream by any stretch and it was something that I took into serious consideration. The only way I was ever going to move on and have a clean slate was to leave. 
After all, no one in Canada would know my past. And I wouldn't have to concern myself or worry about what Alice was up to ever again. So, as a result, I filled out all the forms and would have sent them off had I not been so vocal about my plans on Facebook that very afternoon. Forms filled out. Visa applied for. Operation move to Canada is fully underway. My status set tongues wagging. And within an hour of my post, I received a phone call from Alice telling me I was being stupid and that I needed to think about what I was doing. This isn't a social call, Liam, nor, nor do I want to talk about us, and, and I really don't want you to say anything. She said flatly. But apparently someone needs to talk to you. You've been making a lot of really silly decisions and- Do you know what? I don't even know why you're calling us. I said as I cut her off in an attempt to sound cold, nonchalant, and not even remotely happy to hear from her. You've made it clear you want nothing more to do with me. So what business is it of yours? I did ask you not to say anything, so please let me say what I need to say. <sighs> You're right. It is your business, and considering everything, I shouldn't even be calling you, but running away from your problems isn't going to solve anything, especially when you are so close to graduating. So please think about what you're doing. You're not my favorite person right now, but I equally don't want to see you mess up because of this. Alice, I'm really sorry, though. Please don't start this now. I, I really don't want to talk about anything else. She said again, cutting me off in my prime. Just take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. Oh, and to add, I want to ask you to sort your problems with Grace. I know your relationship is strained at the moment. Okay, hold on a minute, stop. So where is this come from? And I'm not getting in the middle of that, but she is very upset with how you two are getting on. Yeah, okay, but what's that got to do with me? I never asked her to take sides, Alice. So, you make your bed, you got to lie in it. Will you just stop it? She didn't take sides. She, she supported me. And, and said fuck all to me all summer, by the way, which I'm pretty sure counts as taking sides, Alice. <laughs> yeah, well, if you hadn't been such a fucking asshole in the first place, we'd all be happy and wouldn't be in this situation, would we? I didn't know what to say to that. As much as I wanted to object, I knew deep down it was deserved. So just muttered something incomprehensible and accepted it. Retrospectively, I ought to have stood up for myself and said something back to her. Because if she was even remotely aware of the pain and suffering I'd put myself through, considering what I'd done, the punishment from her and the others very much did not fit the crime. If she had bothered to address things with me at all after it happened, I can honestly say my path and decisions over that summer would have been a lot different. She decided, rightly or wrongly, not to grant me what I felt I at least deserved. So could she really fault me for feeling in limbo? paranoid, anxious, and not thinking straight? <sighs> if that's all, then I think you've made your point. I told her, stoically, I don't really think there's much more to say than yeah. so 
I talk to Grace when I'm ready. And thank you for your concern. I ended the conversation without hesitation or even a goodbye. Things had more than deteriorated between us and I could no longer stomach talking to her without the fear of things escalating and losing my temper with her. Plus, she spoke to me with such contempt and disdain that I wondered what was the point of calling me at all. I understood the need to remind me about my course and how close I was, so I was grateful she tried to encourage me. But to lecture me on my relationship with others, and particularly Grace, didn't make sense. Especially when she obviously wasn't prepared to sort things out with me herself. Alice never did things just for the sake of it. That much I knew about her. There was more to just calling me to chat about my Canada plans. So out of curiosity, I fished and followed the conversation up with Grace, who stupidly let slip that Alice was due to visit the house later that week. You see, after my impromptu work visit, neither of them wanted any awkwardness should her and I happen to bump into each other in the hallway. Oh, you look so charming. Just let me know when she's coming and I'll make sure I'm not here, yeah? I said dismissively, leaving the room again. You happy now? Problem solved. Everything became really clear for me after that. And any plans I had running away and starting fresh were expunged. Whether that was due to finally talking to Alice I can't honestly say, but following her blatant manipulation of my feelings, I was more determined than ever to bounce back and show them all I was not to be taken for granted. Alice needed to realise, for as much as I loved her, and I really did, I didn't like who she was at that moment. And revenge burned very much in my heart. <laughs>